now, coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Pluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friend and partner in radio, Zachary Bartles. Uh, and baby, it is good to be back on the air. Uh, it's good to be back on the air in such an efficient way. I feel like we just topped on, um, and here we are a scant few minutes later, uh, on the air, doing radio, doing what we were put on this earth to do. And uh, baby, we have a lot to talk about today, including the fact that uh, we are both... Uh, Highly educated, moderately successful men who, uh, to this day, can't figure out uh, Eastern and Central time zones. Uh, we had a long, a long text exchange on this matter that started last night um, and bled over into the morning. Uh, we did take a pause to sleep, both of us. Um, but I, I want you to speak to why this is so difficult for us. I don't know, man. I've been trying to deal with this my my whole adult life. Yeah. And more and more, obviously, since you moved, and even before that, um, trying to set like phone meetings with like publicists and stuff at, yeah. at Thomas Nelson because yep. they're in Nashville. Yeah. And I would always go one hour in the wrong direction. Yeah. And I know which direction the sun goes across the sky from our perspective. Yeah. Um, which uh, it's like east. It's like east to west, right? Yeah. Um, and for some reason. I expect the time zones to follow it. Sure, sure. Which they do. No, now that I think about it, they do. Yeah. I don't know. See, that's that's exactly, this just illustrates your your whole point. Yeah, I baby, think. I think you're overcomplicating it. Like, I don't even think of it in, <laughs> I don't think of it in a relationship to the sun at all. You know, Well, that, maybe that's your problem. Maybe, maybe if you did. It could be. It could be. But maybe. I mean, I'm doing it and it's not helping me. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so if, if, if anyone in our listenership has any, any handy tips... Uh, on the matter of, uh, of of central and eastern time zone management, uh, please. Alexa, what time is it at Ted's house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Boom. laughs> exactly. Please reach out and share that. And uh, as a program, we would be we would be more than appreciative. Uh, baby, you in our pre production meeting ran me through a huge list of things that you want to talk about, and uh, I want to dive right into those things. So, in a sense, like you're going to be the host of this episode, I think All more right, so yeah. than me. So. Um, it's a little role reversal. The tables are turned. Um, you know, I, th- I think in every relationship, uh, you have to switch things up from time to time and just kind of keep things fresh and exciting. So uh, this is this is us doing that. Um, so lay it on me, man. What do you want to talk about? Welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. Uh, I'm Zachary Bartles. As always with me, is, do you want me to do the whole thing? Like, you, like- you, you could do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could do the whole thing. That would be fun. Now, the first thing I want to talk about was something you and I were texting about a couple. And I noticed that <laughs> we, the, the whole like persona shaping kind of thread uh-huh. that, that kind of held the podcast together for like a year, year and a half. Us always kind of dissecting people's personas yeah. and, and having so much fun with that has been supplanted by you know, <laughs> the old man identity that, that we're both. Um, having fun exploring for I think the first we are, time. I think we are kind of exploring it. And does our exploration of it sort of for you um, portend the fact that we are that we are in fact old men or are we just fascinated by old men? I think that, I mean, we're just, we're dipping our toes in it. We're starting the, the effects of kind of creeping decrepitude on our, our persons. Yeah. And more, like that's not fun. Yeah. Um, 
My hair's thinning on the top. Ted, I know your hair's thinning a little bit on the top. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's only a concern to me when I'm walking into Kroger and they have a monitor there that shows me what I look like from the top. From the top, and yeah, yeah. Screw you, Kroger. Um, exactly. But I mean, like, beyond that, there's the whole, like, uh, different habits and hobbies and, right. and things that, that are exciting that do come with being uh, an older guy. And I think both of us are leaning into that in a real, a real exciting way. <laughs> Dude, I agree. And it is an exciting way. Um, can I, can I lay like a professional manifestation of that on you? Yeah. Um, and it has to do with my, with my vocation. I'm a college professor and um, really since I started that whole gig, since I started adjuncting almost a decade ago, um, I don't think it's a stretch to, to say that I was thought of as sort of on the younger, cooler end of, of the, the professor spectrum. Uh-huh. But I have to tell you, man, I have clicked over into like middle-aged white devilhood. And <laughs> I'll, I'll explain that in, in the following way. Any, anytime you teach anything in the realm of like the arts, the worst possible thing you can be is a, is a white middle-aged heterosexual evangelical man which is is what I happen to be and and what you are as well and um I I think for a while I was able to kind of tamp down that persona by having like blue glasses and long hair and being thought of as a little bit younger than I actually was Uh um but but I have to tell you to like to the English majors and the philosophy majors and the probably the art majors on campus, like I am, I am straight white middle aged devil, and uh, I wish someone had let me know that like that was coming. You know that that my <laughs> odometer would click over and and I would no longer be cool because I feel like I would have done some like emotional work on the front end just to get ready for that. Right, and maybe um, enjoyed those last couple of uh, semesters of being cool all the more, knowing they were coming to an end. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would have. I, I I absolutely took those semesters for granted, thinking, ah, this is going to last forever, you know. Uh, but I should have known. <laughs> I should have been. I should have been wise enough to know that uh, my days were numbered as a cool professor. Um, and now I am just standard garden variety, white, middle-aged Baptist devil. So but, you're uh, it was, basically you're oppressing people for a living is, is more what you're doing than anything else. I really am. I mean, that's my vocation now. So I'm going to have to get my business cards changed and, and just think of myself in an entirely different way. I got to change my wardrobe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at some blue blazers and some khakis this afternoon and um, you know, I'll let you know how that, how that total persona shift goes. But I, would, I, would, I want to lay a theory on you. Yeah. Um, it, and, it, and it has to do with my work and maybe yours too. My theory is I would like to skip the middle-aged white devil stage altogether and just go go right into being like cute older man. Maybe you that's why I mean? we're leaning so hard into the the older guy thing because I we think want so. to skip. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to skip that and then be an old man and be at the end of my life. I sure don't yeah, want that. Yeah, I don't want to be like 93 and be like maybe dead next year. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. But... <laughs> All the manifestations of like cute doddering old mandom though, like like the windbreakers and the orthopedic shoes and, and the cute sayings. Like I would I would like to go right into that. I think that would be good. And, you know, the busyness of being um, a white, middle-aged, a heterosexual. I mean, like, I've got literally I have to hop off this with you and go pollute three lakes this afternoon. And it's yeah, exactly. just a I know. hassle. So, There's so much to do. You have to you have to get off the air, <laughs> oppress some people, you know, ruin the environment. Um, what, what's ironic though to me, Zach, is that at at the self same time that uh, 
students in my class are ranting about middle-aged white devils. Like, uh-huh. I think to myself, you're going to be one in 20 years. And then also, like, like your dad, who's writing the checks for you to be yes. here, is, is himself... A, a, like, he's currently a middle-aged white devil. So there's a lot of layers of, yeah, but of intrigue there to me. All their dads are mm-hmm. um, read from that 70s show in the role of the rich, angry, distant dad on Dead Poet Society. I mean, come on. Oh, obviously. that's true. That's what all their yes. dads are. So that's true. They'll take that's the true. free stuff, give me the stuff, give me the stuff, but I am very unhappy with him, and he represents everything that I'm never going to become until I inevitably become it. Yeah. Until I can literally set my watch by becoming that in about 15 to 20 years. Uh, no, it's so true, man. And it's uh, it's funny. Like, all my students still love Dead Poet Society. This is a movie that... No, they do, man. They they really do. And, um, like, I think I'm never more hated in the classroom than when I rip on Dead Poet Society. You gotta do a, it, that's though. That's a true statement. You gotta carry the banner, man. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And I've, I've got to let them know, like, really, truly what a bad movie that is. But uh, What's funny is that when you're dealing with, like, Christian college, like, uh-huh. these people in their mind, and I know from experience, and I'm sure you do too, in their mind, they're, like, as far away from being, they're, they're, they're equidistant from middle-aged, conservative, yes. boring old white guy as, like, some Berkeley you know, hairy armpit lady waving a sign and, and and smashing windshields with a sledgehammer, when in reality, they're like a degree and a half off from being that now. They just don't realize it. That's oh, where exactly. the real it's, irony comes in. Dude, it's so good. And it and it, it does make me miss, like, the self-delusion of that age. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I loved... I loved being completely wrong about myself um, because of, because of how fun it was. You know what I mean? I mean yes, like, I know exactly what you mean, dude. It, at that age, and I want to I want to talk about this for you too. I want to I want to ask you this. But at that age, I looked at myself as like a super jacked, like strong version of Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm, yeah, I think that's how I walked around and thought of myself. You, you were know? Zach De La Rocha if you could actually back up his lyrics with like fists. Yeah, exactly. I was Zach De La Rocha if if Zach De La Rocha could bench like four hundred pounds, and um, instead of four man, pounds, instead of four <laughs> pounds, exactly. And man, that was fun. Like. I want to go back to thinking of myself in that way. Can you imagine De La Rocha trying to bench a lot? He'd be like, oh, I need a spotter. I'm going to die. <laughs> Dude, it would sound a lot like the music that he produced in, in, in that era, you know, and that it, lots of screams and screeches. Um, <laughs> Only they'd be dying sounds. They'd be dying sounds until someone like me came and pulled the weight off his chest at the gym. But, um, baby, so in light of the fact that, that my – sort of self-deluded college persona was strong Zach De La Rocha. What was, uh, what was yours? Oh, mine was like punk rock. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but, and like, I, right. I'm so thankful that I did not go to college during emergent time. Cause I know I would oh, yeah. have dove yeah. head first into that nonsense, but yeah. there wasn't really any alternative kind of, there was either like be, you know, join the Episcopal Church and just become like I don't believe I don't believe anything, but I wanna I wanna like sit in a pretty building for an hour on Sunday. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I or there was go the other direction and be like super fundamentalist, which I did for a little while, 
And then yeah. I was like, no, this is not cool enough for me. I don't fit in right. with all these guys with their blue blazers on. And so, um, you know, I feel like just my friends and I, we would we went to – they weren't hipster churches because I feel like that wasn't yeah. even a category yeah. yet. But we went to like the, you know, the church with the – you get your – artisanal coffee, you know, that where the yeah. beans were roasted here and you go sit yeah. down and sip it while you listen, you're on a couch. You know, we, we went to those and we thought of yeah. ourselves as like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but when you ask me questions about, you know, my worldview, they're not the basic, you know, standard answers you'd get. From yeah. They're all these nuanced. Other... Yes. I'm thoughtful. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was, you know, and I'm, I'm because of the degree I was getting, I'm reading all this philosophy. So oh, yeah. I'm always quoting, you know, Descartes or George Barkley or you know I, oh dude yes that's insufferable <laughs> what an insufferable phase I love it I, I do wish we had known each other then but so okay so in light of that like I have to lay a thing on you that's that's trending down here and uh, I want to know if it's trending up there so and maybe this is just a college campus thing but the people on our campus that consider themselves like yeah I'm a Christian but so that that ethos is still very much alive and well mm-hmm. and the students who most embody that, like I'm, I'm way too cool. I'm way too thoughtful for like normal standard Baptist Christianity. Like they're all flocking to this Anglican church that we have down here. Okay. Where like they, like, you know, they serve wine at communion. So they get to, and, and the gatherings involve like social drinking and not that, you know, not that I can give an opinion on that one way or another. I'm but, actually um, on board with with all of that. And is it an Anglican church or is it an Episcopal church? Because there are Anglican churches of North America that are like very, very theologically solid. And have oh, a... dude, yeah, and I think it is. I think okay. I think for the most part it's theologically solid. But 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 I guess my issue with it is like the the very sort of narrow brand of smug person that it attracts. Yeah, dude. Like, here's the thing: I would do that tomorrow. Like, sure, <laughs> I mean, sure. and and we we went to. Uh, the the day of the dead celebration at the local Episcopal church, uh, which I love, uh, and and yeah. where the the pastor is actually a friend of mine, uh, very recently, and and I think we're still trying to keep a little bit of a tether on that kind of like, ooh, yeah. a little bit edgy though, like you know, and, yeah, and yeah. maybe there's maybe there's something to the fact that when when you're you're 19 or you know maybe you lose this idea but you shouldn't right. looking at like okay Jesus and his disciples were not like mainstream yeah and so there should be stuff that i say do and believe that freaks out even the religious establishment yeah i think the problem is when you're 19 you're just looking for anything for its own sake to do that well yeah and, 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 and as you mature you're like no it has to make sense in and of itself right and i have i have absolutely no problem with people doing that it's just like I wish they would be a little bit less insufferable about it. Um, you know, if, if they could do that minus the like towering smugness, um, then, then yeah, I would have no problems with it. But another cool thing about the Anglican church is that uh, they have these like hot priests, like these really attractive priests that wear like clerical collars and they're, yeah, they're, they're forever like coming they have to hot priests. Dude, they got they Yeah. It, they, they got like a major, like hot priest situation over at the Anglican church. And dude, t- the Ted Cluck quotes on Twitter is going to get freaking carpal tunnel from this app. man. Oh dude. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, like, so from time to time I'll, I'll go from my building, which is adjacent to the coffee shop on campus. I'll walk over and get a coffee and at any given time, you can count on like a hot priest, like like meeting with, you know, meeting with a hipster 
student in the coffee shop. It's a, it's a really great thing. And uh, can I tell you something, Ted? Yeah. Just an interjection. Yeah. If you were like wave this magic wand, uh huh, and you will be you hot you would be the hot priest, priest yeah. who meets with students in the coffee shop to talk about like their existential crises. Yeah. And I got to like keep my family and everything, dude. I would dive into that, dude. I know like, you would. I know you would. And then if you could, if you could wave the magic wand, like yet, yet one more layer, you would be like fighting crime at night. You know what I mean? You'd be the hot priest, like <laughs> crime fighter with with tattoos and guns, and uh, you literally just described every book I've ever written, dude. No, I know, I know, it, it did. I just described your your literary wheelhouse in a sentence. <laughs> Hot priest crime fighter, you know, in fact, Which now maybe, you've just outed me as that's basically like uh, what I wish my my persona was. Oh, for sure. But don't all authors uh, do that, though? I mean, yeah, you know, probably. Yeah, you could you can read anyone's fiction. Dude, I wish I was Duke Morrison. I mean, duh, you know, Dude, you basically are. Wow. You know, you're too kind. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's not very thinly veiled in our fiction. But uh, I, I think and not to tell you what to do about your career, baby, in any way. But I, I think uh I think the your your next book should be titled Hot Priest Crime Fighter. And uh you should just lean just lean right into that thing, man. Um, maybe what I'm gonna do with that is uh save it and after we're done with Reraptured again, uh that could be another interesting gut check collab. Ooh, I like it. I like it, yeah. Year three of uh gut check literacy month. Absolutely, year three of gut check literacy month. I uh I would look forward to that. So so yeah, baby, this um this topic of old man personas has really uh you know, it's really proven fruitful here uh, on the program. Mm-hmm. So what else do you have for us, man? Do you have anything else in the old man persona space, or do you want to move on to another topic? Well, the texts we had been talking about were uh, each of us has, you know, we keep on adding to kind of our collection of old man persona uh, ephemera, you know, yeah. in, in our in our hearts. Yeah. And we, we confess something to each other. I confess to you okay. that I really 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 love going to a store in a strip mall by my house yeah <laughs> used to just be called batteries plus now it's called batteries plus bulbs oh man they they, they added they uh they, they clarified bulbs, what the yeah. plus was yeah <laughs> they I were like it. if you wondered what the plus it's, yeah it's bulbs it's batteries which, and bulbs let us let us clear up any misconceptions yeah <laughs> <laughs> when I, and i love i love walking into this it's a small but they have literally every kind of battery that has ever been made. Wonderful. And they have every kind of light bulb in the world. And they have all these weird little flashlights and gizmos. <laughs> and I, I literally spend like half an hour there every week, yeah. whether or not I need a battery or a bulb. Oh, I love it, dude. Now, when you go in, are there are there other old men in the in the store who you aspire to be? And is there is there a sense of community around the batteries and the bulbs? You know, it's 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 very it's a very solitary activity. There's no community. I okay. feel like if there's other old guys, uh, other old guys, like I'm old. I'm I'm 40 for the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, if there's other, if there's if there's old guys in there, I feel <laughs> like they're they're like using it as an excuse to avoid their wives, which is not at all what I'm doing. Baby, per per today's culture, I think we identify as old. You know how some people, some men, like identify as a woman. I think you yeah. and, you and I identify as old. Like we're we're not that old, but we we identify as like. 75 to 80 at this point you know <laughs> for now we're gonna go back and in a couple yeah. months we'll get bored with this but yeah I, no and what's funny is there was this big article that everyone freaked out about on facebook this guy like demanding to be identified i think it was in new zealand or something as yeah. as 49 even though he was 67 because he <laughs> felt that way and i love it and it, it says fluid as gender yeah and they were like in the courts trying to decide what to do uh, and uh i'm like yeah dude i i, I identify 
As an as an older guy, I'd like to identify as about sixty eight and start drawing Social Security, yeah. but for the fact that I opted out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but what was the thing you uh, you disclosed to me vis a vis old man? Gosh, I don't know. I uh, I may spent. I may utilize some of the technology in our studio and uh, and try to pull up that text that text chain. But oh, yeah, I, I remember what it was. What was it, baby? Lay it on me. It has to do with something that you purchased that is used in the lawn. That is <laughs> yes. I texted to you. Uh, I texted to you verbatim the following: I purchased a leaf blower and I'm really enjoying it. Period. Really I am. I am 83 years old. <laughs> but, dude, all of that is is abundantly true, save for the fact that I'm not 83. But I I really do enjoy my leaf blower. Like, <laughs> doggone it! Do- it's a great leaf blower. <laughs> doggone it! It's a great leaf blower, and it's a lot of fun to use. And uh, now you've got two teenage sons. Why don't you just give them rakes, dude? I know we, like, we have you rakes can come too, in but when like, it's raked. you you wouldn't know this because of the fact that it was under four feet of snow when you were here last time. But um, I have an ungodly amount of leaves uh, that fall off the trees uh. on my property, and like you could rake and leaf blow, you know, eight hours a day for a month and still not stay on top of it. So. So yeah, we do. We have multiple rakes going. We have we do have the leaf blower. Um, so it's comprehensive. I mean, our 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 leaf situation is really um, we we could take on two or three more leaf blowers, and I think still not make a dent in it. But uh, I do it more for the enjoyment at this point. You know, um, I like to just get out in nature with a with you know with a power tool and and see what happens. Have you ever listened to a comedian called I said called like I'm British named yeah. uh, Bill Burr? Yeah, yeah, sure. He has a whole bit about how, like, his greatest fear in the world is, like, getting married, having kids, moving to the suburbs, and finding himself up on a ladder, pulling gunk out of a, uh, uh, out of, like, the trough, out of the, yeah, the yeah, gutter. Yeah, out of the gutter. Yeah. And being like, oh, I just come up here because it's quiet. I just like being on the ladder. And, like, like that being his life. Yeah. And what's funny is I, I connect with a lot of his stuff, but that one, I'm like, what, that actually sounds all right. I mean, Dude, yeah, I can I can tell him from from experience that it's not that bad. So Bill Burr, if you're listening, uh, if that happens to you, it's not bad. So so my question to you is vis a vis Bill Burr's bit on on that matter. Like, what's the alternative? Like, what are you doing if you're not doing that at age roughly forty? Like, are you out like hitting the clubs and like oh, see, that's you know the doing sad thing, right? Like snorting coke off the back of a toilet seat and like what are you doing? You know, like. I just don't know for the life of me really what the alternative would be at this at this age, you know. I maybe it's just someone who holds so tightly to like their bachelorhood. I mean, if, yeah. him particularly, he's married now and a kid on the way or already here, um, yeah. which is going to ruin all of his comedy because it was all about why he shouldn't get married and have a kid. But like, yeah. I think for a lot of people, the idea of settling down means acknowledging my youth is over. Yeah, my you know the the great things that I always assumed because I was told I was special that I'm going to accomplish aren't going to pan out. I'm yeah. going to be an ordinary person like my parents. Yeah. And I feel like with each generation, um, at least the last two or three, 
it's increasingly unthinkable to people, yeah. young people, that they're going to turn into ordinary people like their parents. <laughs> so they keep putting that off, putting that off. And now people are, you know, no one's getting married. They're shacking up together, playing house like yeah. little children, which is ironic. Yeah. Going, oh, no, 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 no. Life isn't going to really start yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got all this stuff to do. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. You're going you're to paint a bird on something. You're going to get VD in the bathroom at this dance club. Yeah. You're going to regret everything. <laughs> and then at some point, mid to late 30, you're gonna go. Why? Why didn't I just? Yes. <laughs> That's bleak. Is that bleak? No, but, but I want to. I want to. I want to focus a, a little bit on a on a thing that you said, which which proves your old manness. Into... I think STDs is even like no longer what people say. Dude, what did I, I say VD? though? I think it's like there's another three letter thing. Dude, VD I is a that's VD. a thing that like our our grandpa said. You know, you're gonna get the clap. Yeah, you're gonna come back from the war with VD. <laughs> and to be clear, though, by way of a disclaimer, there there for the record, there's nothing funny about VD. Um, but just the way that you, the way that you said it. It, as a part of the the speech that you were giving to me, like that, just that proves where <laughs> in, you're at. In a rant, yeah. like I, I forgot to not say VD because I was so into the rant. <laughs> you were so passionately into the rant. But to be clear, though, uh, I agree with everything that you're saying, and I and I I do. I think it's really interesting how you know people people just think they want to stave that off for as long as possible, and I I think it, you know, if, if I could get serious here for a minute, like I I do think there's something wrapped in the whole notion of if I convince myself that I still have potential and there's still like a big future, then I never really have to get started, which means that I never really have to fail. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's where people are at. And, and, and truly not to get too like, you know, gospel coalition over here. Like it, it's been my experience because dude, I'm vain and I'm like, I've, I've suffered through kind of aging out of, being a being a super competitive athlete and all that stuff that happens when you hit a certain age and and that's been hard but like um you know Christ has really been like the only balm for that you know if i was left to my own devices of how do i continue to feel young or how do i stay vital or whatever probably like ruinous things would have happened for me but yeah. um so yeah, so like I, you'd, I, you'd have been on bull strength and ultra jest. I would have been on bull strength and ultra jest, and I'd I'd still be benching four fifty, and and you know, actually that sounds pretty good. How can we how can we make that happen? And you'd be rapping like Zach De La Rocha. I would, yeah. I'd be, I'd be benching four fifty. I'd be trying out for a pro football team again, and and starting a uh, a Rage Against the Machine tribute band. Uh, all of which sounds. <laughs> pretty yeah, amazing actually this. why am i not doing all those things that's what i want to uh, know oh you know what i just remembered um bull strength and ultra jest are from two books that we wrote and yes. they're not real yes so that's, that's why. true that's true well, yeah, ultra that... jest is from re-raptured again which is super funny uh-huh. and bull strength is just veterinarian grade bull semen that <laughs> Chaz marriott used to drink and it made him grow four inches his sophomore year of college <laughs> I love how those are both things that we wrote that were funny. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. It's uh, can it's... I uh, can I move us on to reviews? Please, yeah. I've please. got a checklist here. I got I got. I wish that I would have gone into my secretary's office and grabbed a clipboard so I had an actual <laughs> clipboard, but I didn't. Dude, this but, is like uh, a set list. This is like how Pearl Jam plays a different set every show. Like we've got our set list and we're just going going through it. So we're like the shoegaze 
uh, music of the podcast world here. I'm like squinting down at the the list at my toes. Great, man. Um, I love it. So, big news. Yeah. For the longest time, if you were on iTunes and you went to the most helpful comments, yeah, the first one was that lovely individual yeah. that God loves and I should too, uh, who was uh, like completely uh, incoherent. And mm. I know that people were liking it because we talked about it on the podcast and it was funny, but yeah. it still it stung a little. Yeah, you know. Uh, but that's no longer the case. That one's Good. nowhere near the top. It, Good. Baby, this is fresh by Dak Keller is the first one. Then Kahan Man. Then our boy Ruddy. Kahan Man. Five star, five star, all the way down. So it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. I haven't thought about Kahan Man in a long time, but I'm glad. I'm glad you brought him to my attention again. I hope he's well wherever he is. Why haven't you been thinking about Kahan Man? <laughs> I know, I know, and that's that's on me. You know, um, I've had a few other things going on. I've been busy leaf blowing the driveway, and you know, some other old man things. But now, when, when you're leaf blowing your property, mm-hmm. how often do you uncover like a giant flat screen TV under the leaves? <laughs> just the so far, just the one time. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, well, that's less yeah. magical. I don't. I don't want to. You know, mislead you and make you think that this is like an every weekend occurrence. It's uh, it's not, sadly. But <laughs> if I still do, working though, still holding yeah, up. It's, oh, it's working like a charm. It's uh, yeah, it's it's working great. <laughs> so and I'll tell you, weird. if I do, um, if if in my leaf blowing endeavors I uncover another uh, gigantic Vizio flat screen TV, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick it in the garage for you, um, and you can pick it up next time you're down here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I want you to know the next one. The next one's yours, baby. Nice. Yeah. Well, we do have one new review. It's okay. from uh, October. Mm-hmm. Hands down, my favorite podcast. Five stars by Wild Beast. Okay. Okay, Wild Beast. I see you. Um, and uh, Wild has an E at the end. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. No, I uh, I, I love that, man. I love so, that. So, like, it's Wildy. That's, like, our, our nickname for him. Is it weird that I would... That I would... I, I wish he was in the room so that I could ask him why. You know? Like, I love our <laughs> podcast, but... I feel like to a large degree, I, I love it because, um, you know, we're really good friends and it's a chance to reconnect. And I think you're funny and, and I think you think I'm funny. But um, I, I would I think love Wild to... Beast thinks we're funny. Would you like to hear the review? I mean, it might oh, shine yeah, some I would. light. That on. wasn't it. I thought that was the whole Oh, no, no. That was just the yeah. title of it. So that, no, that, it goes me. like this. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, but there's nothing better than listening to these two guys sit down and speak into the microphone like a couple of gentlemen. Yes. Don't hold back your already recorded episodes forever. To which I say, don't hold back buying a friggin' T-shirt forever, Wild Beast. Um, but, you know, we've started giving you episodes again. You win. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, that's a great review. I love... Yeah. Let me let me just say this. I love it when people fawn over us with their words. Um, I think at the end of the day, like, there are a lot of intrinsic benefits to hosting a podcast. But but one one of the extrinsic benefits is is the way people fawn over us. So I would like I would like more of that. Um, yeah, fawning is good. That that and it helps you as much as it helps us. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. Everybody wins us. when you fawn over us. I mean, meaning really just that we win. But uh, <laughs> it, are, are there any more things happening in this review space, baby, of a positive nature? Now let's move on. Okay, um, we got a lot of stuff. To <laughs> a lot of to st- cover. I, w- no, I want to hear the sound of your pen checking that off the checklist. I've been I've been scribbling. Can we get the audio of that? You, you getting that? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting it. I like it. <laughs> now I want to I want to turn to the internet. Do you have the internet available in your in your space there? Yeah. You know what? Let me throw a few switches and levers, and I, I think I can I think I can fire it up. So yeah, lay it on me. All right. I got two things. One's um, 
going to be depressing. One's going to be great, and then and then two of them are maybe <laughs> indifferent. Okay, that's a lot uh, of setup. I love it. We're going to lightning round this thing. Okay. First of all, I'd like you to go to www.zacharybartles.com and see what I did to my to my uh, front page of my website. All right, I'm going there right now. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Um, <clears throat> what what am I supposed to be noticing, baby? Well. Do you see how it's just like columns and columns of text? Yeah, it looks like it kind of looks like my old website. It's like Drudge Report. Yeah. So <laughs> we've got the latest books by Zachary, tweets by Zachary, uh, latest episodes of the Gut Check Podcast, latest episodes of the Clinch Podcast, latest episodes of These Go to Eleven, latest blog posts, and then I want you to notice the last thing on the rightmost column. Okay. Latest, latest episodes of Mimi reads the Bible. Yeah, that's another podcast I got going now. Okay. Who's Mimi? There's an amazing older lady named Mimi at my church okay. from New Jersey. Um, and when she reads the Bible, everyone's transfixed. Yeah. So we have a podcast where she just reads like a chapter of the Bible, and then we talk about it. Dude, I love that. That's phenomenal. Which makes for uh, five five podcasts. Wow. Just just the five. Wow. I mean, <laughs> just, just, the five. just the five. When are you going to really dive no. into this? When are you really going to get started? Um, I also uh, want to point us not to ZacharyBartles.com, okay. but to TedCluck.com. And before you go there, yeah. I know you're going to say it's, it's no longer there, right? Yeah. It's gone. But I've noticed, yeah. and I noticed this because of my Palm Pilot uh, kind of proclivities, yeah. but like when you go to a website that's no longer owned by the person who had it, yeah. it'll usually be for sale by somebody. Okay. And there will be a list of topics. So you go to like, um, palmsoftware.com. It'll be like a one big solid color. Yeah. And then there'll be a list of things like Palm Pilot software. Yeah. Pocket PC deals, you know, free software. Yeah. yeah. And, and they'll all be related. Yeah. So I want you to go to tedcluck.com once and, and tell me what you see. Okay. I see, uh, I see a gr- uh, just a, a gray screen. Um, mm-hmm. I see a, a network solutions logo saying this page is under construction coming soon. And then it says related links. They've changed, man. Oh yeah, and and the related links are all like TED Talk, TEDx Talks, TEDx, TED Talks, TED Two. Um, okay, no, well that that bombed. Yeah, well, what what was it? Can you walk me through what it used to be? It was such a weird, bizarre combination of things. It was like football, um, writing, like three things that were that were related to you and then there was like Tupperware and something else that was completely out of left field. So in a weird way it was like a it was a visual sussing out of my persona. You know, all of the things that I'm passionate about, football, writing, boxing and Tupperware. Um <laughs> It's like seeing your whole life laid bare on a on a internet screen, you know? Which is also what my website is like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just in a more intentionally rendered way. Um <laughs> Well, that didn't work at all. So let's go over to another thing on the web, the internet here. Dude, I got to tell you, though, uh, I like both of our websites right now. I like where they're at. <laughs> Have you thought about, I got to admit, I thought about this. Yeah. Just buying tedclock.com, registering the domain, and having it redirect to your Amazon author page. I should probably do that. I feel like that's a good that idea. That way you don't have to update anything. It updates itself with your books. Yeah. And if you wanted to post a blog or a video, you, you'd have the option, but you wouldn't have to. Yeah. And, and that way... I also don't have to go into like the gut check website and yeah. take out your your links and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, I feel I feel like that's a really good idea. So, and it's only probably twenty bucks a year to do that, yeah, which is exactly much more doable. Yeah, yeah reasonable, very All reasonable. Right. 
so on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look at Twitter, two different things on Twitter okay. for a minute. Uh, our boy Dave Mitchell mm-hmm. on November 8th, okay. about a week and a day ago, hashtag 30 thank yous, day eight. Yeah. So it's one of these things, right? Okay. Um, I know you're familiar with Twitter. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going there right uh, now, actually. So it says, in fact, he he, he uh, tagged Silverdome movie. Okay. So I know you have access to that, uh, so you could probably see the same thing here. Yeah, I'm looking at it right um, now. Yeah. So Ted Cluck and Arthur Z. Bartles of the Gut Check Podcast. That's who he's thankful for on day eight of 30. That's pretty big praise, man. Mm. Um, can you click on that link and read us the, the text? Wait, hang on. Um, you know what? I spoke too soon about how good I am at... at Doing Twitter things. Um, I'm <laughs> doing Twitter. Doing things. doing the Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm. So if I go to the the Gut Check podcast page on Twitter, will I be able to access what you're what you're saying? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if if he mentioned us by name or not. Hold on. He or if he tagged us. I don't think he. Yes. Yes. You should be able to. Yeah. Okay. If you go click click the little bell, the notifications. Okay. Then go down to November eight, and you should see. Okay. Um, this is good radio. Leave this in. This is, I'm leaving it all in. Yeah, leave it all in. Every last bit of it. Uh, all right, I think I'm getting closer now. Um, okay, the fourth Dave Mitchell. Um, hashtag 30 thank yous, day eight, Ted Cluck, and at Zach, author Z Bartles of the at Gut Check podcast. Yeah, so if you... Click that uh, link below it. Or the, yeah, I'm the clicking. Box I'm has... clicking right now. The Fourth Dave blog. Look at this. Yeah, isn't that great? Hey, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles, and there's a whole entry about us. It's a letter to us. It's it's like an open letter. Baby, can I read it out loud? This is wonderful. I've, I've, yeah, I've never seen this. This is so good. Ted and Zach, allow me to gush for just a second, baby. Parenthetical, may I gush? Of course. Look at he got your baby, and then the the parentheses. Yeah, there. yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge. That's an homage to you. I'm a huge parentheses guy. I love this. There's not a podcast notification on my phone that makes me giddier than the Gut Check podcast. Maybe it's the avant-garde release schedule that makes it such an unexpected <laughs> treat. I love I love that description. That that yeah. I feel glamorizes something that. Um, is really just us being not very good at this, but but in that <laughs> I uh, I like it. So maybe it's just the avant-garde release schedule that makes it such an unexpected treat. But getting that little bubble on my Castbox app, letting me know there's untapped gut check ahead, just makes my day. The way I've described your podcast to people, possibly on this blog, but more likely in casual conversation is that it's like getting to listen in as two guys you think are really cool just sit around and shoot the breeze and you are let behind the curtain and get to hear all the in-jokes and repeated references. Gut Check listeners become part of your crew just hanging around the periphery of the scene. Basically, we're all Charles and Sue to your Trent and Mike. Oh, this guy's great. But without yeah. the penchant toward random firearm waving or Wayne Gretzky super fandom. Although we do sometimes, or some of us, leave random firearms in eateries. So there's Yeah, in eateries and in, uh, in booths that we then have to go back and get. Not only am I a fan of the pod, but I've also really enjoyed your books. Ted's collabs with KDY are top-notch, and Zach's novels Playing Saint, All Souls Day, and Hot Priest Crime Fighting. <laughs> Actually, that's not. I added that. We're all fantastic reads that helped restore my faith in Christian fiction actually being, you know, good. Heck, I even bought The Gut Check Guide to Publishing. So he him. was the guy. It's on. He was the it's one. It's on. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on. It's on. Which is, curr- which is currently sitting on my to-be-read shelf. Ted, it's on. Hopefully it's sitting... Okay, it's on. <laughs> Thanks to Gut Check. I was introduced to the writing of the magnificent and terrifying Cliff Graham, <laughs> and I have a more profound appreciation for the p- finer points of Die Hard, and I now understand the true hero of Karate Kid is the kid who actually trained in karate. Amen. You two are moguls, mavens, entrepreneurs, and supreme rulers over the greatest media, coffee, and or fashion empire in any boxing, boxing glove-shaped state or Bible belt buckle. Thanks for all your work, and here's to another hundred episodes over the next five to seven years, approximately. <laughs> I remain your humble devotee and loyal foot soldier in the gut-checked army, T4D. This, this, guy, this guy is amazing, Zach. Dude, I want to float a theory by you. Yeah, there is Floated. a chance that this gentleman might be gut check legal. Really? Don't you think it's a similar kind of typewriting and humor? Yeah, similar kind of writing. Very eloquent. You know, very thoughtful. Um, you know what? I'm looking at this image, this like uh, banner image on his blog, and I think he lives. He's got to live in the South. I mean, this looks like. Oh yeah. That's Rhett Butler's house. It looks like Rhett Butler's house, which looks like every academic building at my school. So, um, is there like a bio on this blog, I wonder? Uh, well, there's his bio on Twitter. Okay. T4D says he's a Christian slash husband slash daddy, mm. on hiatus seminarian, writer, editor, freelancer, and at Presto Fairy Tale lyricist, mm. lifelong Cubs fan. I retweet giveaways too often. Look at that. He's got a big beard, and his wife's kissing his beard. Really on the on the Twitter thing? Let me go there. Yeah. I want to I want to see that. I like oh, this I, guy, but I wouldn't kiss that beard. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I might after that review actually. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would if, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you were kissing one side of the beard, I'd probably come in on the other cheek and yeah. And I mean, if I had to be a cute you know picture, what? yeah, it'd be it'd be a really cute <laughs> picture, and and you know, I bet the fourth Dave Mitchell knows his way around Photoshop enough to make that happen as his as his new. <laughs> Twitter banner image. So I'm gonna Dude I'm gonna, Ruddy's gonna make that happen this week. Dude, it, Ruddy will absolutely make it happen. We'll get like a framed copy of that in the mail uh via via one Ruddy. But uh yeah, that would that would be a great picture. And man, tip of the tip of the Cubs cap to uh the fourth Dave Mitchell. What a what an intelligent guy, Zach. You know, I mean what an articulate, intelligent young man. I'm proud of him. I feel like he's done great work. I want to then turn our attention to something darker on okay. on the internet, and I'm going to need to fire up the randomizer for this. Okay, should I um, should I fire up like the remote randomizer so I can be looking at the same thing, or do you want to just read it to me? Um, why don't why don't I just read it as it comes up, dude? That's right. Um, that's the conceit. You you read and I don't respond because of how much of a pro I am at this business. You are a pro and a, a half, man. A pro's pro. I do want you to be looking at this picture though. Okay. So I'm going to set it up so that the um, the remote subroutine runs on, on your mainframe and pops it up on your screen. Okay, um, good, good. All right, I'm, I'm pulling the lever on the randomizer now, and okay. it's spinning. As I'm sure on your screen you see it spinning. I do, Much yeah. like a graphic of a like online slot machine game yeah, from the yeah. 90s, and yep. we've got one. Okay, uh, this is a tweet from at Rachel Held Evans. Super disappointed I can't find my old purity ring to contribute frown face emoji. Okay. And I don't know what, are you laughing at the? 
Um, no, I was thinking of something funny. Well, the problem is because it brought it up on your screen, there's the <laughs> image of someone's face that's like, ah! maybe that's yeah, what you're laughing yeah. at. That's really, not the I, tweet. So. I see a really scary image. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, somebody, she's responding to someone. Okay. Uh, that's part of part of the tweet, essentially. Uh, yeah. Dr. Strangefire. So if you don't know, Strangefire is uh, kind of a metaphor for kind of just spitting in God's face, and it comes from the Old Testament, in yeah. which the two sons of Aaron, Nadab and, Ab- and Abihu, uh, offered unauthorized, like strange fire, like pagan mm-hmm. worship to God, and he roasted them, destroyed yeah. them with fire. Yeah. Uh, so this person's like, that's like me. I do that. That's that's my sort of thing. That's um, his persona. In the way that, yeah. like, our persona is uh, is like a, you know, windbreaker-wearing, doddering old man. His persona is, you know, strange strange fire of the of the kind you just... Uh, described. Interesting. I get the sense that he'd say he's probably a Christian, but... Yeah, he would be that guy. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> he writes, Nadia Bowles-Weber, whose uh, handle is apparently at Sarcastic Luther, mm-hmm. thinks porn is ethical. She's also sculpting a vagina out of <laughs> purity rings. This is um, not the Babylon Bee. This, the, and I know that even <laughs> just saying that is sort of cliched. It's not. Or the, or the Onion. I'm, Your I'm, thoughts... I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at other things. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I got to apologize, Zach, for my for my lack real of... Real unprofessional, buddy. That's real the thing. Yeah, yeah, really too far. You know, for my lack of professionalism uh, on this end of the connection. And, and, and boy, you know, people... Zach, they trust us to do real professional radio in this business. And I have let them down. So um, I, I think what happened, though, is that... <laughs> And, and I'm going to try to recreate this, okay? And, and you just hang with me for a minute. I think what happened, on my end at least, is that when when you said sculpting a vagina out of purity rings, yeah. I began laughing uncontrollably. Is, is that kind of how it came through on your end? <laughs> That's exactly the, the way I read the situation, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm not misreading it. I'm not misremembering because... <laughs> so... Play back the tape. Just let's, yeah. Let's play back. It. Play back the tape because I'm going to be honest. My ability to remember things accurately, it could be, you know, it's not 100% ironclad. So she's also sculpting a vagina out of purity rings. <laughs> I just played back the tape, and uh, turns out that's exactly how it happened. So <laughs> okay. So. Uh... Hey, this is Zach. Just popping in for a quick disclaimer slash clarification slash retraction i don't know a couple things first it turns out dr strangefire is not what we had kind of assumed someone very sympathetic to the purity ring project whose name was a play on dr strangelove and who was in favor of the notion of strangefire rather it turns out that he's yet another calvinist batman inspired twist on a comic hero character thing which in this case is both a play on dr strange and the Strange Fire Conference, where John MacArthur gets really mad at charismatics and, and shows the worst of what they have to offer uh, and kind of condemns that. So so I didn't want to misrepresent uh, this gentleman. Although I will say it's very odd to pick a guy who's the master of the mystic arts and then declare in his little profile thing that he's all about exposing and expunging all mysticism from the church. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know that he thought it through either. The other thing is. Uh, on listening to this after recording it, it almost sounds like both Ted and I are implying that if you're a member of the Episcopal Church, you don't believe anything. 
And that's not what we believe and not what we meant to convey, even though I acknowledge it sort of sounds like that. I think what you're hearing is the beginning of a thought that I was going to say, talking about some very particular people uh, in my context, and then Ted kind of finishing that thought while talking about particular people in his context and the way that it kind of clicked together and makes it sound like we're talking about everybody everywhere, which we're not. If you're a Christian and you worship in an Episcopal church, gut check has no beef with you whatsoever. In fact, I, for one, am a little jealous of all the vestments and processions and spurging and all the cool stuff, incense and everything. We don't do much of that at my church. I robe up once a month and, uh, well, we don't do any spurging. I do tons of spurging. So anyway, that's the disclaimer. Back to really good radio. And by radio, I mean two guys talking into their computers in a non-sad way. How how crazy is this in the pantheon of like we've we've been doing Rachel the Held Evans tweets for a long time and um we've been not responding to them for a long time, which I think tip of the cap to us for being such pros, but like on in the in the pantheon of crazy, ten being the most crazy, one being not crazy at all. How 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 crazy is this? Dude, this is a ten. it keeps here's the thing. Yeah. This whole crew, this whole crowd, right? They were all clustered around man the conversation and i'm saying the edgy stuff and people were like hold on i see where this is going i know where this ends because we've seen this before in the church and they're like you can't you can't say that you and your illogical slippery slope arguments there's no slippery slope and then like cut forward three or four or five years and we're making vaginas out of purity (laughs) rings and rachel held evans is saying i'm super disappointed i can't find mine because i would contribute and it's like you've become so much more of a cartoon than phil johnson could have ever made you into with his like photoshop fake um you know remember those they were like those encouragement inspirational posters yeah um they, they they were like they used that as like a starting jumping off point for how cartoony they were gonna get. Yeah. And here we are, and you you got. I mean, look at the wild eyes on that picture, dude. It's it's unbelievable. And and Zach, I'm gonna try to use my radio skills to bring this full circle, okay? And to make this okay. to make to make this conversation cohesive based on our old man, you know, the the kind of persona wheel space uh, that we that we're in right now. If you if you were to zoom out a couple of layers on that photo, i.e., if you were if you were to pull it back, would you see would you see a workbench in Nadia Boltz Weber's garage on which she's puttering? <laughs> but instead of puttering with like a like a small engine or like a leaf blower or whatever, she would be she would be puttering with with her her purity ring vagina, like. I, I mean, gotta is, admit, is my first to... thought was like, "How do you do it? Like, how yeah. how would I go about doing it?" Right? Exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah. So you get it immediately into the process, and like, what does the workbench look like? And you know, <laughs> what, what tools kind of... are being used? Exactly. Is it solder? Is yeah, it is there right. a Mod Podge involved? Do you go into Home Depot and you're like, "Listen, I'm and and, and the nice guy in like the orange apron is like, what are you <laughs> what are you working on today?" And and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm uh, stay with me here. I'm, I'm making a, a vagina out of purity ring. I wonder. I wonder what you have here at Home Depot that would that would help me to do that. And he's um, like, actually, we have a kit, young lady. It's right here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's aisle nine. That whole aisle is is purity ring vagina making supplies. So. 
But no, I mean, this Zach... is what Ted. This is what happens when you never grow up. You stay in that I'm a Christian, but I'm edgy, and yeah. and just keep taking it to its logical conclusion, and never are like maybe you know the Bible tells me to be uh, mature and you know to to actually. Mm-hmm. go about building the church and, and discipling people. And, and instead you're just like, what can I do next? And I'll be even more edgy. And you wind up <laughs> making it. <laughs> Everyone who, who goes down that path will eventually wind up making Dude, right. China out that's of purity. The end. That, that's the end game. That's what you're looking at. <laughs> you know? So if you, if you continue to think of yourself as, as too cool and too enlightened for the church, um, you're going to, your, your old, your old person moment is going to include puttering. Uh, on a workbench with a with a purity <laughs> ring vagina. So, um, yeah, I think I misspoke, Zach, in that um, I feel like this would be less of a Home Depot thing and more of like a Michaels or a Hobby Michaels, Lobby thing. yeah. Yeah. Dude, Are you I've, with me on I've that? I've walked past that aisle lots of times on the way to get lashing <laughs> supplies. In fact, if she needs anything lashed, yeah. you know. She should reach out to you for <laughs> lashing advice. But you know what? I can. I, you know what I can tell you without qualification? The last thing she needs, Zachary Bartles, is help from a middle-aged, straight, oh, white Christian man. Oh, you are right. She you does not need your empowerment right. or your validation or anything that you have to offer. So you can... Granted, Nadia is like a 50-year-old, straight, white, uh, clergy woman, but she ripped all of, very much in Ted Clark in the college fashion. Yeah. She took a shirt that's not meant to be sleeveless. In your case, it was a flannel. In hers, it's a, a clergy collared shirt. Yeah. Tore the arms off all of them to show off her, her guns yeah. and tattoos. I so, feel like she's really strong. Like, I feel like if I were to lift with Nadia Boltz Weber, like, we would, it would be a really good workout. You know. I'm going to ask something, and I, what I mean is to be really respectful and say that women and men are the same, can, can do all the same stuff. What if you sparred yeah. with uh, Maria, Maria Bolsweber? I can honestly say I would be I would be a little afraid to do that. You Ding. Know? Ding. Because, you know, like how a sparring session is supposed to be, like, not 100% unhinged, wild, like, I just want to yeah. kill you. Right. I, I feel like she would come at me like that because I would be the literal embodiment of every middle-aged, like, straight, white Christian man who's ever, like, angered her in the past. And she might take my life, you know? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I, I would like I would that. avenge I would, you. I would be I, like... I would, I would get my my uh, my kit together as <laughs> a, as a uh, newly... You know, I'd, I'd have to, like, lose some weight and get sexy. Yeah. And I'd get on my own cla- collared shirt and I'd go avenge you. I promise. You know what it would be? You know what, it would, you know what the scene would be? I would be I would be the Apollo Creed figure in Rocky Four, and she would be mm-hmm. the Drago, and you would be ringside in your Hugo Boss sweatshirt with a towel in your hand, <laughs> and I would I would I, I would say like all bloodied and beaten in the corner between rounds. If you stop this fight, I'll kill you. Um, and then I would go out and be beaten to death by Nadia Bolt Weber, and you would be holding you would be clutching the bloody towel, wearing your Hugo Boss sweatshirt. Uh, regretful that you didn't throw in the towel earlier, um, and then and then later on it would come out she had plaster of Paris and the hand wraps even though it was just sparring. Oh yeah, uh, an, Anto- an Antonio Margarito reference. I love it, dude. That's, that's and of course she would uh, she would have to change. I mean, we all can change. If I can change, you can, can change. Everybody can. Everybody change. can change. Can I can I segue us to the last item on my list? I'm gonna scratch off. Please do. Uh, there we go. The randomizer, fourth Dave, and his wonderful blog. I want to tell you, I saw a movie. I was sick, and I was watching lots of TV. I had the flu. And uh-huh. as I've become an older man, the flu for me basically just means I am so cold that I, like, 
literally get whiplash just shivering and shaking. Oh, and, dude, I hate that. Yeah. Like that's, I, that. I never had that until like three, four years ago. Now, whenever I, I feel really, really, really cold and it's 70 degrees in the house, I'm like, crap, I got the flu. And yeah. that's basically all it, it amounts to in me. So that's, that's nice. But I'm sitting there watching TV and I watched a movie I had wanted to see when it was new and it's called Suburbicon. Do you remember this at all? It was a couple years ago. I remember the name and nothing more. Like I remember it, it being a thing, but, uh, well, but yeah, I don't remember anything about it. Here's the cast. It's okay. Matt Damon. Okay. Julianne Moore. Okay. Who plays two roles. She plays yeah. sisters. One's blonde, one's brunette. Um, then you've got uh, Oscar Isaac, who's basically my favorite actor in the world. Okay. Um, and I don't know. You like Ruffalo. I like Oscar Isaac. I feel like they're similar styles of actor. Yeah, I want to have a look at this Oscar Isaac. I'm going I'm to... Oh, gonna... You know who he is, right? He's... Yeah. Um, you saw the new uh, Star Wars movies? No, I didn't see any of those. I hate Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars Okay. Fan. Yeah. You, you'd know. Did you see the new Bourne movie that had Jeremy, Jeremy Renner? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the guy that lived, like, in the cabin when Renner Oh, got yeah, yeah. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I love that guy. Yeah. So it had him. It had, um, it had just a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it takes place in, like, this 1950s, like, intentionally idyllic, like, yeah. community called Suburbicon. And it yeah. basically stands in, you realize, quickly for just the suburbs in general in the 50s. Oh, this is a Coney and thing, right? This is, a, like, a Coney it, it, it So it was directed by Clooney, uh-huh. but it was written by the Coen brothers. Gotcha, gotcha. I watched it all the way through the first, like, 35 minutes. I'm like, this is so clever. This is really good. It's yeah. a little dark, but... And by the end, dude, I'm like, I realized this is how Ted feels when he watches any Coen Brothers movie. Dude, really? Talk about that. That's a fascinating it was, thing. Ugh, it was it was so dark. It was, Basically, this is what the movie said to me when it was done. It was like, hey, yeah. do you see how bleak that was? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, it was it was pretty bleak, right? And I was like, yeah. And it was like, but but for no real reason, right? Just to be bleak and, and make you feel gross. And did you see how I put a kid, like a cute kid in the middle of all of it? So it felt even bleaker and more hopeless and horrible. And uh, I was like, I did. And uh, then it was like, all right. And it rolled the credits. And then I just wanted to like die. Oh, it was horrible. Dude, that's awful. I'm sorry you had that experience, but I'm, I'm glad you like warned me off of it. Um, I, I'm sort of afraid that I, I'm gonna. It's gonna ha- bleed into my appreciation of other Coen Brothers movies because I'm like, so Ted almost prophetically described the tone and the the misfire of this movie. Yeah. But he was talking about other Coen Brothers movies where I didn't see it. Interesting. And I'm afraid I'm gonna see it now. Ah, dude. Well, I hope I I hope I haven't ruined your enjoyment of the of the Coen Brothers uh, previous movies. But but yeah, dude. That's that's how I feel with almost. Every Coen Brothers movie, and and what complicates it is the fact that there are academics, like real academics, who have like made a career out of like deconstructing all the depth and all the nuance in Coen Brothers movies, and like I feel stupid because I just don't get it. Um, I mean, I sort of get it, but I don't get it on the level of like, oh, I get it and I enjoy this now. Um, Dude, this one I had no idea what it wanted to be. So yeah. you had this racial thing, like the black family moves into the all-white suburb at the very beginning. Yeah. Which could have been an interesting story in and of itself, how they sure. started it. Sure. And and the white kid that's the protagonist uh, goes and becomes friends with the, the black kid, even and he's there when like all this troubling stuff happens. And yeah. I'm like, okay, interesting. I, I can't wait to see how this unfolds. That's sure. just back, back burnered. Boom, done. It, it keeps popping up once in a while. Like it's going to mean something, yeah. and then it never really does. It's, uh. it, it kind of was offensive. In yeah. the fact that it used that as a red herring. Yeah. Then there's this like really brutal murder thing and like a murder mystery, but they give away who did it like two thirds of the way through it. Yeah. And there's this like whole, 
you know, what about the suburbs, man, and the, the effect on the city, and, and uh-huh. like, not, nothing is fleshed out. It's all just kind of like this, then this, then this, and what about this? What if we looked at this? And then the the, the director got up and walked away. Dude, and so does it, lights. does it not even succeed as like, so I feel like another another thing that like the super enlightened college kid hates is the suburbs even though they all come from the suburbs. Right, and are destined to end up there after their inevitable two years in Chicago or Grand Rapids right. or they're wherever. Do, they're yeah. going to do the two years in Chicago, and then it's and then it's off to the suburbs for sure. But um, but it did it not even succeed as being like a screw the suburbs sort of motif? Not even close. It didn't succeed at anything except wasting two hours of my life when I could have just been lying in bed shivering violently. Mm, that's which unfortunate. Which I would have yeah, that was no kidding. terrible. Ah. And Clooney, Clooney has just not got a good track record for directing, man. Dude, he doesn't, does he? What else has he directed? Uh, Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. um, The Men Who Stare at Goats, which was all right. Yeah. Uh, he directed uh, one called um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which I really, really liked. It had Sam Rockwell in it. And yeah. It was about uh, Chuck Berry. Yeah. Chuck, no, not Chuck Berry. Who's the guy who was... <laughs> not Chuck Berry. The Dude, guy yeah, who was Chuck, the host um... of the... Um, Chuck, Chuck Woolery? No. Barris. Uh, Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris, Chuck yeah. Woolery. Woolery. <laughs> Dude, remember that? Remember that whole episode we did about Woolery? Yes. Remember how funny it was? Yeah, I do. We're yeah, funny. That's was. why the fourth Dave likes our program. I know, man. God bless that guy. The fourth Dave. And Chuck Woolery. God bless Woolery if you're listening. Yeah. Woolery, who's a, a hardcore Republican and, and a very dedicated luresman. He's a luresman. Lures. Yeah, yeah, he makes lures. He's- uh, alluring in that way. He's, oh, dude, I love it. Bespoke, <laughs> handcrafted lures. That's uh, that's his wheelhouse. I um, I love it. Um, baby, I, I'm I'm glad you told me about that movie. Now, how can I ask for an update on your set list? Like, how have we done? That's in the last of- item, man. We banged them all out. Solid show. Baby, this has been an epic program. People are going to love the fact that we've gone over an hour on this episode of the Gut Check Podcast. I think they are. I think, uh, I, I think Well, after I take it. out that joke, it'll be just under an hour. Yeah, after you take out the joke, that's right. <laughs> you can leave in my explanation of the joke, my guilt vis-a-vis the joke. Um, but, baby, this, is, uh, this has been fun, man. I feel like we're back... Uh, we're back to 100%. We're back to doing great radio on a regular basis. Uh, I want to thank all of our fans, all the wonderful fans in the Gut Check Army. Um, thank you for, for just being who you are. Um, and if who you are is a, is a middle-aged, straight, white man, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's hard. But, uh, but even thanks to you. Um, so, baby, we have, uh, yeah, we have done what we always do on this podcast. Uh, and that we've wandered to and fro throughout it. And we will see you next time. Cut.